By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of a new Samsung laundry set with extra large capacity, serving up a powerful yet gentle clean in just 28 minutes. Making this the sound of savings on the best appliance brands. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Get up to 25% off select appliances, including Samsung. Ends March 1st. Pricing valid February 9th through March 1st, 2023. Gastro Extra US only. See store online for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to section 336, Next Generation Monomer Sports Talk. I am your endearingly centering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka, who made it back to Florida. No flight delays for you, Josh. Ah, weird flight delays where I don't know. I think I was with you when I was at the ball game where it delayed my flight by three hours while I was at the ball game yesterday. But then by the time I got in the car after the ball game, it was back to normal time. Then when I got to the airport, it got delayed 20 minutes. But okay. 20 minutes, I'll take that in today's day where they seem to be canceling them all the time. Yeah, no, so. that's all good. 20 minutes is the same um, delay of the Masson app that I'm watching. So it is. That's not, that's not too bad. So that's good. It is. It's hard to complain about that 20-second delay because finally we have streaming. If you saw, um, but see, like, not – Rob Manfred, not Bud Selig, Bud Selig was the old guy. Rob yeah. Manfred, what year said, is it? Yeah, uh, that one of that one of his goals right now is to get rid of blackouts, especially with the streaming right. blackouts. So hopefully okay. he can work all those deals out with these local com- cable companies and everything to get that going. Because the thing is, MLB does want to take away the blackouts, but they don't want to take away the amount of money that these cable companies are paying them to enforce these blackouts. Right. So hopefully right. they can work that it's out because about, you're right. The mass in that the MLB app is a few seconds delayed. The ML or the mass in app is a good 20 seconds delayed. Yeah, it's a significant delay. It's a significant yeah. delay to the point where like I I can't even like be on Twitter or the MLB at bad app because right. oh. they're well ahead of it. Well, even just because of the MLB.tv app, I have all notifications turned off. Like, yeah, I never heard the MLB app and everything. I got all that turned off. Don't tell me when the score changes or anything because I'm watching the game. Yeah. So I even on the MLB app, app, I have all the spoilers hidden so they won't even show me the score of the game. I have that as well. Same thing. Yeah. Because in case I miss something or something and I go back and yep. watch it, I don't want to know. But I, I love that, the the, that that app has that feature. Yeah, no, it's a cool feature. That they understand that people use it the way we do. Yeah, so, but yeah, uh, travel back was fine, no problems. Uh, while in Baltimore, got to see an Ironbirds game, got to see a Bay Sox game, and got to see an Orioles game. Nice. So I think I did a good job in two weekends in Maryland, cramming everything in. Yeah, got to see Matt Harvey pitch for the Bay Sox. That's fun. I did, and I got to see any, that any awesome Matt Harvey updates. Matt, Har- Matt oh, yeah, Harvey, and, and the, yeah, the bat flip. According to the Bay Sox um, speed gun. Which again, I always think the minor league speed guns are a little hyped up. But yeah, according they're, to they're, the Bay Sox, yeah. Matt Harvey was hitting ninety eight. I mm. don't remember Matt Harvey being able to hit ninety eight. But Matt yeah. Harvey ninety eight in Bowie on on uh, Sunday. Yeah, no, he wasn't close to that. I think it was like low nineties. But 
um, I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure, like, um, you because you see with other pitchers, right, with the Orioles, they are picking up miles per hour on their pitches, and, and you knew that you're, they're doing stuff with um, technology and stuff to improve right. the speed of pitches. And so, you know, it's it's possible that his fastball could be up a tick, but 98 does seem really fast. Yeah, I'm curious to see. Because yeah. at some point, Josh, with the way this pitching is going for the Orioles, Tyler Wells is running out of innings. Um, who knows what's going to happen in the trade deadline. At some point, um, he's going to get his chance to pitch for the Orioles yeah, come I September. Mean, Right. Even today, Brandon Hyde said, as Tyler Wells is at around 75 innings, he said he will not get to 150. Very right. Unlikely. And today's the halfway point of the season. Yeah. Actually, prior to today's game would be the halfway point of the season. And so, yeah, 75. Okay, half of that. But Tyler Wells is hilarious because every start, they're like, we're going to limit you, Ty- Ty- Tyler. You know, you can only throw four innings. Got to keep your pitch counter at 75. And then he, like, is amazing for five innings like oh all right fine we'll let you go one more inning and he always ends up going six innings um because he's just always dominating the pitch like he's like too good for their whole little pitch count thing like they need him to like blow up and only be able to throw one inning and because he has a terrible outing but he won't do it he just keeps on pitching well which is great it's a good problem to have i saw the stat while watching the Orioles game tonight that the orioles have the biggest drop in ERA in any team in baseball from last year to this year? Yeah, it's funny. I was actually looking at that um, the, at pregame uh, or pre-show. I was looking at those, those stats, actually. And, yeah, last year, well, this year, their, their ERA overall is 4.07. Four runs a game, which is good enough for 20th in all of baseball. Um, and you think, well, 20th in all of baseball, that's not, I mean, that's not great. But then you're right. If you compare it to what they did last year, where they were 30th in baseball, dead last, with an area of 5.84, which was almost a run higher than anybody else. So you go from giving up six runs a game to four runs a game. Um, you shouldn't be surprised that you're then winning more baseball games, or at least keeping more baseball games close and winning more baseball games. Yeah, no, and you're right. And it's that, and we've talked about, even preseason, we weren't worried about the offense. We've seen this offense dry up at times, but it's the pitching that's been the surprise this year. And the pitching is why now at the halfway point, we are 37 and 44. Did you happen to look up what we were at the halfway point last year? Oh, no, but as I, I did not look. Did you look it up? I did not look it up. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I bet our winning percentage, our winning percentage now is 457. I bet our winning percentage was something like 340 or something compared to 457. 27 um, and 54. Okay, yeah. At the first half last yeah. year. Yep. So 10 more wins uh, in the first half. That's yeah. great. That's something to be excited about. Yeah, yeah. 10, ten games ahead, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it's something to be excited about. And and you're and, and I was skeptical I was skeptical at the beginning of the season because with the pitching, you're telling me well, you all you do is you get rid of Matt Harvey and then you get Jordan Lyles. And nothing else but, really changed with your starting pitching. And then you're telling that. me this starting pitching then, will do better, but it has. Then, it has. But then, but also on top of that, you lost John Means immediately. Yep. Yep. And Grayson Rodriguez never made it up. Yep. So arguably, so, not it's not even arguably, it's just a fact. Your two best starting pitchers, your yeah. two best pitchers, are not even on this team right now, and they were right. supposed to be, and yet we still are able to have that four running array. Uh, is is kind of it's remarkable. That's the word for it. It's remarkable. It is. It's very impressive. It's exciting. Um, it's totally uh, something to get excited about, and something. And it's the fight. The way this team has fight, and the way like uh, Monday's game, they fought into extra innings. Tonight's game, they went into extra innings. I don't know where your massing app is, but the Orioles just won the game. So a great way to start off the second half with another win. Um, this team, we will we do we will at some point talk about the struggles with the Twins and the two blown saves, but this team is gut, guts everything out. Um, what was the term we used like last week for them? Something about them just being like a rough team or a, a like a team you can't count out, and that's what they're. Yeah. That's why 
the other teams are starting to take note of the Orioles. Fans aren't yet, and the media isn't yet, but the other teams are because the Orioles are that pain-in-the-butt team that you don't want to play. No, it, it, it's absolutely true. And, I mean, I think tonight's a great example of, like, Odor, who's kind of a bum. You know, he, he lets the guy get, get on base, which led to the home run that Batista gave up, and then comes in in the next inning hit, and hits hit the home run in the bottom of the ninth to tie the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Odor has kind of been a bum, but also incredibly clutch. I was at the game where he hit the home run in the 13th inning. And it does. And we talked about this a little bit last week, but there does seem to be this, this, this chemistry, right, with this team that we haven't seen in the past several years. Right. Uh, so it's, it, it's pretty remarkable that, that this, um, this team that, that has a lot of the same players did last year are just competing at a whole different level. You even look at a, a stat like, um, I don't know how much you know people put stock in this, but run differential, right? Which I think shows you how competitive we're being. Um, this year, our run di- di- differential is negative 24. Um, negative 24, which, wow. which shows that we are, you know, giving yeah, up, up about the same number of runs that we're letting in. Right. Just to give you an idea, last year, by the end of the year, we had a run differential of negative 300, right? Actually, to be technical, negative 297. And at the halfway point of the year, we have a run differential of negative 24. I mean, that 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 says a lot about um, it feels like, you know, not only we're winning more games, but we're playing a lot closer. And the number numbers bear that out, that we're winning more games and we're playing closer as well. We're just a, a good, fun team to watch, which makes me um, feel all sorts of ways. It is. It's a it's fun team. It's a team that, again, this is the season where we get to we get to look at this season and kind of start to get excited for next season because we've got prospects still to come. We've got John Means coming back next year. We've got Grayson Rodriguez back next year. Not to mention we've got guys like we got to talk about the prospect list. And the chance of guys like Westberg and Henderson coming up. We've got DL Hall that we haven't seen yet in Baltimore. We got a lot of prospects that we haven't seen yet. And the team's playing this well. It's really hopeful for the future. Yeah. Yeah. It, it annoys me a little bit, but you're right. It's really hope, hopeful. Why does it annoy you? Because we haven't seen them? Well, well no, Josh, I'm, I'm sitting here um, and I, I, multiple times, multiple times in the past month people have said to me well i'm sitting here josh in an empty house there might be an echo because everything in my house is boxed up we we We, we skipped over the personal stuff we'll get to that in a minute yeah well i'm gonna get to it right now if you don't mind all right fine go ahead um (laughs) all all the boxes are packed up um tomorrow i'm I'm getting the moving truck and we're moving to macon georgia and i I had multiple people say, say, say to me in the past month you know, this is really kind of bad timing, Matt, because the Orioles are starting to actually play good and you're you're leaving. Right. And I'm fully aware of this, right? This yeah. is actually, professionally, this is really good timing and a really good opportunity for me, for my family. I think this is great. But as an Oriole fan, it kind of sucks. This is yeah, could not totally. be worse timing, I feel like, as, as I do. Like, I agree with you. I think next year we're going to be really good. I think we're going to be, you know, above 500 good, fighting yeah. for that wild card good. <laughs> Um, right, and, like, and in two years, you know, we're, we're going to win the World Series, and 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 the the timing here is unfortunate for me mo- moving to a different uh, a different state. I agree. About ten and a half hours, and away. that's why we're going to do a podcast very soon. Maybe even probably at this point, it's going to be over the All Star break about being a fan out of state because I've gotten to do that the past few years. And the good news I can say is flights to Baltimore are pretty easy. Yeah, are, are pretty basic. So like. I think we've talked about going back for opening day every year as a family, uh, stuff like that, where I'm sorry, but if the Orioles are in the playoffs, especially if the Orioles are in the World Series, you and I are going to be there. We're going to be in Camden Yards for whatever the first World Series game is in Camden Yards. No, it's absolutely true. And the reality of it is, like, I had, I had someone, well, someone said to Emily over the weekend, like, Emily, you're so brave for, like, just moving to Macon away from your friends, away from your family that you have in Maryland. And just going moving to Macon, I'm like, yeah, like I, I guess I'll miss my family. I will miss my family. Uh, shout out to Gigi. Um, I will miss my friends. I, I will miss kind of my colleagues and the people I work with, and a lot of the other stuff that 
that comes with living here. But the thing for me, Josh, by far that I miss the most is, and it sounds kind of lame to say, but is going to Orioles games. No, you're hundred percent correct. I, I came back yesterday and Ellen was asking me on the plane. So when are you coming back to Maryland? And I said, I don't know. I said, because Matt's moving to Georgia. Parents are in Florida half the year. My next time in Maryland might be the Orioles opening day because my only reason to go back to Maryland right now is for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, we, we, we talked on this, I mean, we're brothers and we talked at length about this, this idea that baseball for us is inextricably linked to, to family. I'm not one to pick up and call my dad um, or text my dad or pick up and call anybody really and talk to him. But baseball games, right. Is where, is where we talk. We, and 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 this idea of now my son has just gotten to the age just this season where he's into baseball and goes to baseball games with me and so this whole idea of of going to games together is something i already know i'm going to miss dear, dear, dearly and not just going to baseball games josh because i'll say it like i'm not a huge baseball fan i'm a huge oriole fan right like i i i know i go to see the making bacon and it doesn't do that much for me like i'll no. go and i'll see somebody that's fine but I'm an Orioles fan right. and, and I want to see the Orioles play. And I want to see the minor league teams of the Orioles play, not just random minor league teams no. or independent league teams. I'll go, I'll go see the Jacksonville jumbo shrimp when the Norfolk yeah. tide are in town. When right. the tide are not in town, I don't care. Right. Um, yeah, not, I, yeah. I'm the same way. And, no, and my entire is. life I've lived right within an hour of Baltimore, my entire life. And so this is, um, this is going to be a new adventure and that, and that, that makes me, makes me depressed it makes me nothing about moving makes me sound depressed <laughs> except no. for leaving the close proximity of the orioles team of the orioles and their affiliates that makes no, me i had a uh slightly morbid thought tonight when i was with kelly because you dad and i text non-stop during Orioles games every sure, day yeah and it's normally yeah. a gif or a wow or eye emojis it's not much words it's not much yeah. like Right, it's what everyone else goes to Twitter. We just go to the group chat. Sure. Exactly. And you're right. That's why we don't spend time on Twitter during games because the three of us are talking. I had a morbid thought tonight with Kelly that, you know, at some point when, um, when something happens to dad, we're probably still going to be in that group chat with the three of us. That's still going to probably be where you and I talk Orioles because the Orioles are so. Or when something happens to one of us. Yeah. With one of us. Whatever way, we're still going to be using that group chat of three people. Because yeah. it's it's a family thing with us. It's the reason, yeah, you can't go to Georgia and suddenly become a Braves fan. I can't root for the Tampa Bay Rays. I go to Tampa Bay Rays games when the Orioles are in town. Yeah. And we'll talk about this on our, our episode when we do about out of state. Yeah. But, like, but my, it's real we, for you now. We were in Richmond over the weekend. And, you know, people asked Silas, are you going to be a fan of the Braves? It's moved to Atlanta. And so Sass and I, and I never really talked about it. So we talked about it. Am I going to be a fan of the Braves? And we talked about the whole American League and National League thing. Uh, but, but yeah, but that's a very, like, I don't know. He's, he's, he's five, and he's sure. going to grow up in Braves country. Like, yeah. <laughs> how does but one you handle that? Yeah. He's not going to. He's going to be an Orioles fan. And I can tell you why. So my stepson, Owen, uh, called himself a Braves fan before this, but never really got into the Braves. He's eight years old. So he's at the age of eight years old is when you really get into baseball. So he's at that perfect age. He's, you saw him this weekend, decked out in Orioles gear. He he knows all the Orioles players. Yeah. He loves Austin Hayes. He thinks he's the best baseball player ever. Um, Took him to Camden on Monday. Took him to, he was excited to go to the Bay Sox and to the Ironbirds. He's all in on the Orioles. Yeah. He's not from Baltimore. It's a family thing for him. He's into the Orioles because I'm into the Orioles, and I'm passing that down right. to him. And it's going right. to be the same thing with you and Silas, no matter where you live. You don't have to live in that town. It's about that family connection. Yeah, I, I agree. And I know, like, we have technology, and we can watch every Orioles game. Oh, easier um, than ever. Easier than ever. Easier than ever. But there's still something about um, – and we've been this year, I feel like, you know, a guy at Foca de Chow trying to get his money's worth – we right. even go into a bunch of Aberdeen games and Delmarva Shorebirds and, you know, I, hitting them all this summer. And, yeah, and, totally and almost to the point of like, I don't even want to go, but like, I need to take it all in because I know my time is running short here. I totally miss the days 
when I would be able to text you from work and say, Hey, how about we go to the ball game tonight and make last second plans. I totally miss that. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I totally get that. And we need to get into that when we get into the whole Oriole fan out of state, but so your room is, you're all boxed up now. Yeah. Everything. It's empty room. Everything's in a box. The couches, all the legs are off. Is the moving truck outside? No, I pick it up tomorrow morning. And you're getting on the road tomorrow as well? Uh, there's still no, uh, it's, it's debatable. Either tomorrow night we'll go to Richmond and spend the night or we'll just wait and drive straight to Macon the next day. We don't okay. know yet. So it depends but, how it feels loaded up. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so, well, I, so we're all ready to go. Yeah, we're ready to go. Well, ready to load this that. truck. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, our podcast is a day late because of me traveling yesterday, but we got so much going on. We're recording. Well, well, and, and and just real quick, the, the I was just thinking of this, the, the season tickets, and I do feel bad. I do feel bad for Dad. Sorry, Dad. Um, because he is – now, I think he would – I think I preemptively, for the record, I'm preemptively leaving Maryland before Dad left Maryland permanently. True. I'm just doing it first. I think he was had that way anyway. Yeah, he was – But anyway, he was already, yeah. he was already one foot out the door, just for the right. record. But, like, we started with – what four season tickets? We st- uh, me, you, Bert. Well, we, originally we started it was with three. two. It was originally yeah, two, two, and then just and then kind of three, on the waiting list. Four. Yeah. yeah, and then three, and I then mean, we have to four with you, me, and Bert and Dad. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to give up these season tickets because we've had them since the nineties, and now and like, we've we've we have, them back down to three. <laughs> right, and we have a ticket rep. Like no one has ticket reps anymore at the stadium. We have a ticket rep and a low season ticket number. Because we've had them since the '90s, so I know I've been since there was a waiting list. Yep, I've been telling Dad I want to keep them, sell the tickets on StubHub because I feel like we're going to want them the next couple of years to get the World Series options. Yeah, because yeah. this team's so excited. Yeah, but well, now maybe the season tickets down to one. Maybe one. you're not going to buy <laughs> one a, season ticket. That's a sad thought. No, you won't. It's just a that sad thought. Um, yeah, yeah, but. Shout out to dad who now, now feels left in the lurch, who now also has like a half a season left of season tickets oh, with season? no one to go to. Yeah, this season. Oh, that's on you. That's totally on you. Yeah, that's on me. I take full responsibility for that. Um, all right, we can, we can move away from that. I just want to mention that. That's why the echo is. I'm no, not recording from my office. I'm recording from the kitchen, if we're which talk- is just if we're talking about floor. If we're talking about weird sounds, you probably are also hearing the fans in my microphone because I have not had the AC for two weeks. It broke before we went back to Maryland, and our contractor was stupid, so they didn't fix it while we were gone. So it's still not fixed yet. Well, it's a good thing it doesn't get too hot in Florida. Well, here's you know what happened right before I came to Florida. It's a home warranty thing, so I had the contractor come here and check it out, and he says, "Yeah, your system's broken. You need a whole new AC unit." I said, "All right, no problem." communicate with the warranty people and get it dealt with. I then haven't heard from the warranty people while I was gone. I finally got a hold of them on Friday and they checked the notes and they said, well, your AC contractor says that the system works fine as long as the outside temperature doesn't get above 90 degrees. Okay. I told him, and, I said, how I'm many days Florida. in Florida this week? I'm in Florida. <laughs> Did it stay below 90 degrees? 60 days a year to over 90 degrees. Yeah. So I said, what are you talking about? So now they're sending a different contractor out on Thursday to look at it to show that it's broken and doesn't do anything because it really doesn't do anything right now. It is 89 degrees in my living room. At this moment, I have a portable AC in my uh, bedroom so that we can function and live in there and keep it a little uh, temperature controlled, but it's been horrible down here, horribly hot. So I got a bunch of fans here in the office. Sounds miserable. Speaking of miserable, Josh, we talked about what the Orioles' record is, and we we had two games in Minnesota that we were leading into the ninth inning, an automatic win, two games against yeah. Minnesota. You know, what our record is now, Josh, it could have been plus two in the win column, minus two in the loss column. Yeah, um, it would have been 39. It should have been. It should have been, been 39 and 42. Think about that. Uh-huh. 39 and 42, three games under 500. We could have been there. And I know, like, listen, we can go all day with this what, what if games. It's like those people, every time they tweet something about Tom Brady, some dude on Twitter sits down and says, all of Tom Brady's rings are not legit because of this and this and this right. and this. But I mean, the reality of, of it is you have ups and down the season, so you can't, you can't do that. But 
it's just you think about what could have been. Uh, but Josh, what's your thoughts on Jorge Lopez? And then Felix Batista got the close tonight. He blew it too. Is Jorge Lopez? Do you still have confidence, in Jorge Lopez? How do you feel about Jorge Lopez and his two? I mean, remember Lopez kind of also gave up blown saves, and then he gave up a run on Mon- Sun Monday as well. Yeah, his third straight game giving up a run yeah. in, in three out of four games. Yeah, I mean it's back to the ups and downs of baseball, like you were saying. The guy's been perfect all season. You can't. I mean, who's perfect through half a season? Yeah, it's bound to happen. So I'm not. I'm not too worried about Lopez. Or Batista. I think they're both still great back at the end. Bullpen arms, I think you're still going to get phone calls about trading them. And I'm interested to see how Michael Ice handles that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Batista stuff, um, I'm, I, the only thing you worry about him is last year he started off in single A, right? So this has been a, a, a meteoric rise for Batista. And you wonder a little bit about, you know, the stage being too big and not having enough experience. Lopez is not the concern at all. And by the way, Batista also struck out, you know, three players, struck at the side, minus the infield single, which should have been an out, uh, and the home run. Other than that, he struck everybody else out. Um, So I'm not concerned about Batista. And Lopez, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's kind of unfortunate that they come on back-to-back nights, the the, the blown saves. But, but yeah, I I, I mean, Jorge Lopez is still your closer. Um, I'm interested to see... Like how he bounces back because his trade value, if you want to trade Jorge Lopez, if you want to trade him, and I, I don't know if Michael Ice does or not, but if you want to trade Jorge Lopez, um, you know, how you do right before the deadline matters a lot. And so can Jorge Lopez bounce back from these two blown saves is going to say everything about his trade value and his um, interest in the trade market this offseason. Because if he blows another couple saves or even, even doesn't blow him, it just gives up a few more runs. I think his trade value is all but shot. But if he bounces back and pitches well again, like he was projected to be our all-star right? My, you know, a week ago, and I mean, maybe I he'd still be our all-star. Right. I mean, if you our other all-star option was Austin Hayes, who has also cooled off in yep. the past couple of weeks. So. Yeah. And so I think, um, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not, I, I still think Jorge Lopez should be our starter. His stuff, I think, is still good. Um, so I think like let, let him keep him going out there. Though I would be okay with giving him two or three off days. Um, I mean, our bullpen, they talked about tonight in the, in the, on the show, I mean, in, in, during the game, um, our bullpen has been used a lot. I mean, I think outside the Rays, our bullpen has pitched the most innings. And they're not just innings, right? They're all, because we talked about before, all the games are close. So the reason Batista and Lopez are being used so much is because we're in so many stinking close games. And Hyde even uses Lopez all the time in like, the eighth inning, right? He'll do a four-out save for for Lopez all the time. Right. And so I think all these high-stress innings for all these relievers, like at some point it has to like impact your effectiveness because you've thrown in so many high stress. And I think it makes sense for this to be happening right around the all-star break, right? Where these guys could use the break. And so um hopefully we're able to find some rest for Jorge Lopez and some of these other bullpen arms um and find ways to win these games. And maybe let's listen, it wouldn't we talked about the Orioles playing in close games. It wouldn't kill the Orioles also to like to win by seven. Like that wouldn't be in the world to win by seven. And so you can give some of these back end arms like Tate and Batista right, and Lopez a day off because uh, they've been used an awful, awful lot. Um, and you're right. Baseball is a game of up and downs and Lopez has been up the entire season. And now this is the first down. So let's see how he bounces back. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, Again, it's it's a, such a small sample size for any of these guys. But uh, but you're right. It's at a point where they want to trade him or want at least to get good offers on him. So, I mean, yeah, but hey. Yeah. But the Orioles, yeah, the Orioles have still found a way to win. I mean, it's a three-game. They've got a three-game winning streak now that could have easily been a five, six-game winning streak. So, it's yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. It's good to see them, um, you know, win a couple of close games at Texas after losing a couple of close games at the Twins. Because you never want to be this team that says, "Okay, we're already we, we at least we're playing a team's close, right?" Like right. like some moral victories. Like you want to win some of these games, and so it's nice after kind of losing two close games to the Twins that you come back and win two close games against uh, um, against the Rangers. And and we're speaking of trade value. I just want to mention this too. Yeah. I know Mancini is like the hot topic for trade value. 
I just want to say this. Doro's offense is not great. I think we're ranked 20th in run scored. Like we got, we're middle of the pack right. with offense. And Mancini is your second or third best offensive player this year. Right. So, so I want to those... say before everyone wants to go ahead and trade Mancini, like, like he's just excess, right? Like, oh, he's just this extra piece you don't need. No, Listen, he's a big part of the, the offense. Yeah, the Oro's offense isn't great. It's not great. It's not a great offense. And Mancini is one of the best pieces of a pretty good offense. And if you trade away Trey Mancini, I know you can bring up Kyle Stowers. Kyle Stowers is not as good offensively as Trey Mancini. He's just right. not. I'm sorry. He's not. And if you trade Santander and Mancini, <laughs> that takes a blow on your offense. So I just want people to kind of slow their roll sometimes. And people think Mancini is just this old veteran that's there for team chemistry. No, like right now, he leads your team in batting average. He leads your team in all-base percentage. Um, according to offensive war, he's third on the team. According to overall war, I think he's like fourth on the team. Like he is a big part of this offense, a big part of this team. And I'm not sure. <laughs> it. Uh, I'm not sure our offense is good enough to to, to trade him and, and and not miss a beat. Like I think we need Tremensini. And so I I, again, I was. I've been saying all year. Everyone is saying Tremensini's gone. I would be very surprised that Tremensini's gone. Not just because of what he means to his organization, but because of his literal offensive production that we cannot replace. And Kyle Stowers. Well, here's, he's a good player, but he cannot replace what Trey Mancini produces on the field. But Trey Mancini being gone or not doesn't have much to do with this year. It has to do with you're either trading him or you're extending him. And if he does not want to be extended, if he doesn't want to sign an extension and be at this team long term, then you're going to trade him this year. It comes down right. to that. It doesn't come down to what's because losing offensive production this year, you don't care about. It's true. It's true. And so I assume you've already had these conversations. I hope you have. Yeah, with Trey. With, with, with Trey. Um, and maybe you can swing some Aratus Chapman nonsense where, you know, with the Yankees, with Aratus Chapman, where you trade him and then sign him, you know, the next year. They're going to trade Trey and then sign him the next year. I, I could get behind that. Um, but you're right. If Trey Mancini is still mad at Mike Elias for moving the wall back, Right. And Trey Mancini does not want to sign, re-sign with the Orioles. Um, that's fine. Then I, I, I get you trading him. But but I would love to see the Orioles do, you know, see him after the end of the season and then pursue him for two or three years, get him back on the squad and and be a veteran leader who is also offensively produces. And like he's not, I don't, I'm, I'm, I, he is not blocking anybody. Stop with this nonsense. We don't have any first base. No, we DH found a way to use him and Ryan Stop together. it. Right. And who care? And even if you want to reduce Trey Mancini to playing 100 games because you have so many other talented players, well, that's a good thing, right? That's right. a or good thing that a- you have enough depth. That's what the Dodgers do, right? The Dodgers play good players, great players, you know, 120 games a season, not 162 because they have so much depth. This is a good thing that we should be striving for, not just <laughs> trading away players because. We have a good backup. Get out of here. No, I agree. Um, and I don't know. I guess it's because I've heard the thing I've seen is that Trey Mancini doesn't want to be in Baltimore, which is weird to me. I know he's upset about I, the wall. That's that's not would, true. I, I know you're upset about the wall and all, but outside of the wall, like. I'm sorry. I lost your mic. I can't hear your mic anymore. Something went. Went. And 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 I I mean I don't I I know he doesn't want to pick up his option for next year. Well, I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, the, and I, yeah, they doesn't want to, they don't the, want to pick up the option. But at the same time, it's like all right, well maybe they he's just play, saying that so they'd extend him because for what this team did to you as you fought cancer and all and stuck by your side, you would think that would buy you some goodwill as a team. I know people hate the whole saying hometown discount. I'm not saying hometown discount. I'm just saying you would think you'd want to be with this team with what this team has done for you. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, the other thing is like, if you go to free agency with Trey Mancini and he's not on the level of Freddie Freeman, but I've just been blown away by the Freddie Freeman story. <laughs> that Freddie Freeman oh, and how he wanted to sign with Atlanta yeah, and didn't and ended up signing for less of an offer that Atlanta gave him just his for agent, less right? money. Yeah. Yeah. His agent didn't, not that, not telling the offer. 
Yeah. And you can but, see him. Did you see that picture going around this weekend of him in the dugout? Yeah, sure. And, 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 and Clint Kur- Kershaw happy. said, yeah, and Clint Kershaw said, like, uh, you know, I, I want to make sure it's something to the extent of like, I hope like, Freddie Freeman is like, is like a Dodger, right? Is, is with us because he seems to be really into the Braves. Um, right. And then there was that, and then there was that quote that I heard from Bastoni. Sorry to mention his name on here, but he said that Chipper Jones told Freddie Freeman, "Listen, if you go to free agency, you probably won't end up with the Braves because things get crazy during free agency." Yeah, and so that's why I don't like like taking Trey Mancini to free agency because then things get crazy. Um, but it just because- seems like this team has such a good Josh, a good chemistry and mix and vibe combined with his offensive production that cannot be made up with the Kyle Stowers, not to pick on Kyle Stowers. I know we have other prospects in the minors, but, but yeah, but he, his production would need to be replaced if he does leave yeah. for and next year. Is, and you're right for right. next year, for this year, whatever I'm talking and about for next year. Freddie Freeman's the perfect example of you got a free agency and now your agents in charge, not you. Right. Cause everyone in Braves country loves Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman loved being brave. Like it's a match made in heaven, yet nonsense happens, agents happen, free agency, and, and this yeah. crap happens. And Matt time. Olson ends up being the winner out of all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. I mean, maybe Freddie Freeman. I mean, who's crying for Freddie Freeman playing for the Dodgers, making $150 million? Whatever. Um, but yeah, so I think anyway. For me, Josh, last off, last trade deadline, it's man, you know, you trade your relievers. That's what I feel like the past. You trade your Miguel Castros, right? You, t- you trade, yeah, you, you trade your Michael Givens. You, you trade right. some of these guys who you knew, your Richard Blyer, who you knew were never a big piece. Right? No, no one's crying over Miguel Castro, Richard Blyer. This trade deadline, oh, I I'm feel gonna, like more than any yeah. other trade deadline, has kind of the biggest names out there even jorge lopez right to santander to mancini these are big pieces that have been with the orioles for a while and i'm going to be fast and the orioles are getting good so like it's like do you want to hold on these good pieces or you can like these are tough these are not no-brainers trading miguel castro was a no-brainer yeah i think every person that's considered to be traded this offseason or this trade deadline it's a tough tough decision there's no no no-brainers here I want to be fascinating to see not I'm fascinating to see what the rumors are and if Elias pulls the trigger on any of these guys. And um, I, I'm just interested to see, I, cause I don't know. I don't know if Santander would be traded. I don't know if Manzini would be traded. I don't know if Lopez, like, I don't know. There's no, no brainers here. So um, I'm really curious to see what happens. No, I agree. I agree. It could be, because all the guys that are decent trade chips are guys that Oriole fans love. Yeah. With so the exception of maybe, and, and like, I'm, I'm in this mode too. Every start Jordan Lyles has, I want him to throw a no hitter. Right, Not because I care about him loss. winning or losing. I just want to increase his trade value. <laughs> right. You don't have an attachment there. But yeah. I'm um, Ramon Urias had a really nice game today. I'm really concerned, um, I'm interested in what happens to Ramon Urias. If he plays really well, do they consider trading him? Because you have Westberg and Henderson coming. Like these are interesting questions. Yeah. And now with Matt Harvey on his uh, rehab stint, and I think it's like the tenth or something that he's able to pitch in the majors again. I thought it was longer than that. Okay. Uh, let me see. I didn't think it was till like 60 games suspension that began uh, April 29th. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so we're coming up on that. That's all of May, all of June. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so we're coming up on that. Yeah. So it should be in the next couple of days. And when he's pitching well in Bowie right now, you got to think they're thinking that he's going to, he's going to fit into this rotation um, for the second half of the season, whether yeah. that's to take the spot of, Jordan Lyles or someone that they can trade or to kind of get less innings out of Tyler Wells and kind of save that arm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's just, yeah, I think with the innings limit and you just don't know what's going to happen with, um, I mean, I know Spencer Watkins is pitching really well the past couple starts, but you don't know if you can count him for long. I mean, Bruce Zimmerman is at triple a playing pretty well in triple a deal hard, a great start. Yeah, I think what happened with the starting rotation second half of the season is interesting. Like Dia Hall 
Will he get caught up? Can Bruce Zimmerman make his way back to the majors, finding some of his kind of former self? Um, can Spencer Watkins continue to pitch kind of lights out like he has since coming off the DL? Um, a lot of interesting storylines here for the Orioles. And it feels like, at least with starting pitching, they could have a few options coming up here. Um, but then again, we'll see what happens at the trade deadline. Hey, you want to get yeah. to some of these um, uh, prospect lists? Yeah, I know. I mean, big, big movements for the Orioles as we now have, what, number four and number five? Yeah, I mean, Adley, we used to have number one. Right. And we used to have number three. And now we no right. longer have number one, number three. So Adley graduated. And um, Grayson was, you know, pushed down the list. Yeah, but he was pushed down, but he's still the number one pitcher. Yeah, but he was number three overall, and now he's number four overall. Yeah, but the storyline really is the fact that Gunnar Henderson went from number 41 to number five. That Gunnar Henderson yep. jumped six spots because of how well he's been playing this season. Yeah, I saw it, Dan Zabrowski. Um, Dan Zabrowski said, like, he broke zips. Like, the zips is that projections they used. Right. And, like, right now, Gunnar's projections puts him <laughs> as, like, a top five prospect. And Dan's like, I don't understand how this is possible. That like, if they run zips, like for next year, right now, like he would be a top five prospect because his numbers are just kind of off the charts. Right. And we talked about this before, but Gunnar Henderson has just become a different type hitter. Like he's become, he's still the same power, but now he just walks a lot more and strikes out less. And so, yeah, Gunnar Henderson, we've been talking about Gunnar Henderson for years now. Um, he, you know, high yeah. school guy. Yeah, it's been a couple of years of excitement. But now, and now it looks like. It's going to be, it's coming next year. Yeah. Now the national media is saying, oh, yeah, this guy's legit. Um, we, everyone's found out what we kind of knew for a while. Um, and, and the other news is, is Jordan Westberg has been listed to the top 100 as a top 100 prospect. That's awesome. Um, I mean, that's our left side of the infield. That's yeah. And so now we have the weakest part of our defense. Yeah. Now we have two infielders. Uh, in the top 100. And you talk about the weakest parts of our game. I would argue it's starting pitching and infield. Oh, and we got two top 100 prospects who are starting pitchers in Grace Rodriguez and Dale Hall yep. and two top 100 prospects who are infielders in yep. um, Gunnar Henderson. And that's um, where the pieces start to come together. Westberg. Yeah. And, and, and Westberg, Hall, Henderson, Rodriguez are also all in freaking triple A. <laughs> Right? Right. So they're, it's not like they're waiting five years. It's not like, uh, you know, when we draft Andrew Jones and he goes to top 100 RNC in four years. No, 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 no. These guys are all guys in AAA. All of them could be here in September. All of them should be here, Josh, in July, if you ask me. They all should be here in July. But they're, well, except for Grayson because he's hurt. But everyone else should be here in July, IMHO. But they all could very well be here by September. So that's when you could have four top 100 prospects on your major squad in September, and they'll all be on the major squad come next year. Yeah. That's what we talked about before. It's, it's an exciting times in Baltimore. The future is bright. DL hall is pitching tomorrow for the Norfolk tide coming off a great start last week. They are playing a great. The Norfolk, start last week. the Norfolk tide are playing in Jacksonville tomorrow. Jumbo shrimp. I feel like I need to find my way to this game. It's a noon game. Yeah, I wish I was so, there. I have a couple of baseball cards that need to be signed. <laughs> what I need? Oh, I, speaking of base socks, great job with the with the autographs this weekend for Owen. Really good oh, success yeah. just going up there. Yeah, you go to minor leagues. That's yeah, where the autographs. Yeah, like eight autographs. He got. Yeah, uh, it's so easy. Yeah. He got Colton Coward and I and 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 um, Coward super excited. But That's I cool. feel like I need to somehow like take my laptop and go work from the Jumbo Shrimp Stadium tomorrow. In order to see DL Hall pitch it at noon tomorrow. Oh, I missed that. It's an afternoon game. It's an afternoon game tomorrow. Twelve. Okay, so the yeah. question is, do you think I can get away with just working from the stadium? Like, yeah, how, how's do the they let you take your laptop into the stadium? I'll, I mean, I'll hotspot it. But, um, but the question is more of like, you know, <laughs> can I get away with that? Because yeah. I'd love to see DL Hall. Well, it's interesting because he had the bad start two starts ago. And then there was a report where he only pitched three innings and gave up like seven runs. And then there was a report by John Mioli, I think. Maybe I'm miscrediting it. But someone had a report saying that, oh, 
um, Hall was tipping his pitches and Hall, it came to Hall's attention that he was tipping his pitches. And then the next start after he realized he was tipping his pitches, oh, he threw four innings, only gave up one hit, one walk, struck out eight guys. So, oh, like maybe figured out. So he's coming off a start where he threw four innings. Again, they're limiting his innings. Um, right. He only gave up one hit, walked one, and, threw, and struck out eight. Yeah, last week was the one walk, eight strikeouts, 71, in it, 71 pitches, 44 strikes. Yeah, and so we talked about this before, but it's been an up-and-down season for Hall. What you want to see him is put two or three or four really great starts together that kind of force his way up to Baltimore. Because every time he walks four guys, everyone, oh, he's not ready, he's not yeah. ready. So he just needs to put like three or four starts together, and but dude's got to be here. So I hope that he can follow up his last great start with another great start tomorrow. That's going to be something to watch. Right. All right. Well, well let me see the show. Did I get everything? Yeah. I think oh, we I covered it I just, Kind of a short show. I just want to mention uh, Ramon Urias is back. Richie yeah. Martin was sent down. I was a little surprised that Richie Martin was sent down. That makes that irks me. I just want to throw this out there. I'm irked by Richie Martin being sent down. I'm glad Ramon Urias is back. I'm glad he's playing third base. I want to but, see Ramon Urias play a lot, but I but want, also want to see Richie Martin. Yeah, well, we could see Richie Martin if it wasn't for this Aurora's guy that we picked Aurora's, up out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, he was 23. Place. He's a young dude. Picked him up from Boston. No excitement there. Don't see the, what the point of that move is. Yeah, I mean, clearly the Orioles see something in him. Um, it does feel a little bit like Chris Owens 2.0, but but yeah, I'd rather see Richie Martin. So I, I, I hope he's rakes at AAA, and I hope we get him back up here soon. Yeah, I got to see Ramon play in Bowie on Sunday, and Owen got to get Ramon's autograph on, oh, really? in Bowie oh, cool. as well. So that was fun for Owen to see that and then hear that he got called back up to the Orioles on Monday. And had a really great game today. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. That's exciting. I also just want to throw out there, I think Ryan McKenna is a good outfielder. I like, like Ryan McKenna. I, I think we I were on too. top of Ryan McKenna today. last year. Yeah, yeah, first home run in like almost a year. Yeah, it's kind of incredible because he does have some power. And like I've seen him hit like two home runs in a triple-A game, and yet he gets in the majors and the power dis- disappears. But I think Ryan McKenna is kind of your prototypical fourth outfielder. He can play every outfield position. He usually plays it really well. He's got speed. And I think he can hit more than we've seen thus far. And so I know people want to get Cal Stowers up here. No, oh, he's your Andy um, Chavez. No, I, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm a fan of Ryan McKenna. Um, and I'm glad he's playing. Uh, he seems to be playing more lately. I know we've got some Austin Hayes injury today. I mean, no Austin Hayes, no Ryan Mountcastle. And we put up 10 runs today. That's pretty impressive. Mountcastle um, came in no, hit, didn't he? He did. He did at the end, yeah. Um, he has sinus infection, whatever, yeah. and and um, Hayes is dealing with some wrist injury, but none of them are going, or neither of them are going on the IL. Nope. Um, so it's all good there. But yeah, I just I, I just want to throw that, that out there that I like when Ryan McKenna plays. I'm a fan of his. Me too. And I hope he continues to get an opportunity to play and prove himself. And still yeah. young too. I think he's 25. Young kid. And I like that Adley's playing more. We seem to be playing him real soft. He's not doesn't seem to be getting as many days off right now, so I like that. I like that. I like well, yeah, and I I love that they DH him right. They they yes. didn't have. I, I don't feel like we did this with Weeders. Maybe we did. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like every when he doesn't catch, he usually is DHing, uh, which I think right. is a great way to say, hey, listen, we value your offense, we value your bat, even if you're Rest not catching, we know you're great at defensively. You can you can still contribute, and and we'll give you at bats. And I think this matters also for next year, right? Because you know, you make adjustments. He's still learning how to hit the major level. And and the more bats you can have, I think the better off he'll be for next year as well. Yeah, I agree. So, Josh, we, I feel like it's been a long time. Again, I'm just saying this stuff. I don't know. I feel like it's been a long time since we swept a team. Is that not counting what the yeah. one game against no, the Cubs? Yeah, you called that a sweep. We're not counting that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time since we swept the team. We got a chance tomorrow with the Rangers. Fun to get a sweep against the Rangers, then the Angels come to town who've been struggling, and then the Cubs, and again, right? Sweep the Rangers, the Angels come to town, then the Cubs. It's hard not to get optimistic 
when you look at our schedule. We got some games. And then after the Cubs, things get hard again. Yeah. But we go in the All-Star break looking pretty. So let's try to finish strong here going ahead into the All-Star break in a couple weeks. Yeah. Can't wait. All right, boys and girls. Write us a review on iTunes. You can go to section36.com. Yeah, we got hey, we got, show a new, on Patreon. we got a new Patreon member this week. Thank you. I forgot to write down a name. We'll hit you up next week. Yeah, appreciate it. You can like support the show on Patreon yep, by going section36.com. To click on support and help us out there. Yeah. Good if you want support financially, you can. Yo, thank you, Josh. I'll be doing a lot of packing, a lot of lifting of boxes. Over the next day and a half, and a lot of driving over the next day and a half. You're driving the U-Haul down. You're driving it down by yourself, or is your wife in the cab with you? No, she's driving her car. I'm driving my car. I mean, I'm driving the U-Haul while she drives her car. I guess we'll try to stick together. I don't know exactly how that's going to work. All right. But no, I'll be in the the U-Haul by myself. All right. Listen to some podcasts, maybe. All right. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.